back. I'm Elizabeth. This is my handsome co-host, Levi. We are coming in on our big show, too, of Ruthless Aggression. Um, coming out of vacation. Had a nice week off. How did you feel? It was nice getting away from everything but you. Yeah, <laughs> including the dog. We got away from him for a little bit. We got away from Wally for a little while. Yeah. Got yeah. some some nice beach time in. Yeah. It's good to be home, though. Yeah, it's good to be, be home. We strategically plan to be away Tuesday through Friday, half of the day. No wrestling missed. Yeah. Except we didn't do a podcast. Yeah. So maybe we're still too early in our podcast journey to have like a bunch of episodes just lined up <laughs> yeah. so we can release one. Yeah, so we'll get to the big timer soon. We're on, we're on the cutting edge right now, but <laughs> yeah. one of these days yeah. um, we'll get there. Most recent cutting edge, we're on YouTube. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're like, what in the world do they possibly look like? Uh, you can look at us on YouTube. Um, also, if you're what the Always Sunny podcast calls creeps, if you're watchers, um, we're also on all the podcast platforms, so you could be a listener. All the good ones, anyway. Yeah, all the ones worth listening to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just a reminder, like as far as the podcast goes, um, our main kind of driving goal with this is to go back and watch all of the episodes of the Ruthless Regression era, um, which I don't know. How long is an era? 10 years? Yeah, it depends. This one is six plus years, roughly. Okay. A solid time period. Years. Um, okay. Yeah. Why, why am I thinking 10 years? That's a decade. Decades, 10 years. Um, so we're going back and we're watching that because um, it was just kind of a prominent time period in wrestling. Um, it was one that Levi really liked. Um, Grew up watching. Yeah. Yep. And it has a it has a good amount of wrestlers that are still wrestling today. So it's almost like we're kind of going back and getting a a backstory on them, a little bit of a rich characterization, and then it gives me a little bit of kind of context for some things. It's like watching the prequel to today's yeah. wrestling. <laughs> yeah. It's like how how did these guys get here? Yeah. And you still have a handful of guys that are still around kind of toward the end of their career that started in the ruthless aggression era. So, yeah. Um, sometimes on the show we'll do some like recaps of premium events or maybe just some discussion of present day wrestling, which you may have noticed if you've watched up to this point. Um, but our main episodes like today is going show by show for ruthless aggression um, and kind of just talking about the matches of the show, who we're seeing, what we're thinking, and maybe just some light commentary on the fact. Um, it also helps me unpack it as a casual fan. I need a little bit more explanation because <laughs> I'm jumping in cold. Um, but it so far it's been pretty interesting, I think, going back, even though we're just on episode two now. Um, mm -hmm. So following up last week's episode, uh, the kind of the first big uh, announcement, Ruthless Aggression announcement episode was Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. So show two is SmackDown. So we're four or five days after Monday, <laughs> depending on how you count your days. Um, <laughs> yeah. Actually, back then it was actually on Thursdays. No, it wasn't really. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that. It's, it used <laughs> to be Thursday night, SmackDown. Huh. Then they eventually moved it to Fridays. I actually did not catch that at all and didn't even know that was a thing. So, okay. Yeah, I may not have caught it if I didn't remember oh. it changing. Okay. Well, we're still, anyway, yeah, we're still on, in June. Uh, we're still in June. Friday Night Smackdown, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's, let's jump in. I thought it started a little bit more casual than the previous episode, which started with Vince McMahon having a big announcement. Mm -hmm. So this episode kind of opens with... A new face, at least <laughs> from last week, Kurt Angle, um, who I... Yeah, well, we still start with Vince. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, I thought it I thought it opened with Kurt on in the ring. So, 
backing up just a little bit. We're in Chicago. Okay. Where were we last week? Ohio? We were in Cleveland mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. So we're up in the um, northern parts of the states. Mm-hmm. I wanted to briefly mention the intro. What do you think about it? The beautiful people. Marilyn Manson? Uh, I think? don't. Now, I'll have to watch the intros more, more yeah. frequently. But just going off of memory alone, um, I didn't find it as provoking as Monday Night Raw. I think Mondays is still my theme of choice. It's hard to beat, but I think the Beautiful People intro, the SmackDown intro is really good, Who? too. Uh, Marilyn Manson. Who I does believe. Uh, Monday Night? Um, I always forget. Okay, I'll go back and look. Or I think they were kind of a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Like I don't really know them outside of this one, that one song. But anyway, I th- I, I remember it pretty fondly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remarked on the uh, the fist, the SmackDown yes, fist yes. set. That was new to me. I don't mm-hmm. recall seeing that on Monday Night Raw or or in present day. So, well, it's uh, exclusive to SmackDown okay. during this era. Okay. Any, I mean, it's just a big old fist. Just yeah, that's just kind of their branding, I guess. Laying the smack down, you got a big fist. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought it's. I think it's really cool. I kind of miss sets like this because nowadays it's all just one giant screen. Yeah, it's just a big screen when you're coming out. So I really miss sets like this. Um, but yeah, we start with Vince in the ring again. But he does introduce Kurt Angle oh, re- okay. relatively quickly. I thought um, he he mentions that he made uh, Kurt Angle made Hulk Hogan tap out oh, yeah. at King of the Ring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about a week ago. Yeah, I was thinking I was like asleep for like the whole half, but now that you're saying that, I do remember. Anytime Vince McMahon is on the screen, I feel like I'm just waiting for him to be gone. <laughs> not not out of like hatred, but just. You know, he's just kind of there to, I guess, talk a big talk and walk the walk. But Yeah, I'm not really sure why he needed to introduce Kurt Angle this time around, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> he didn't say too much, but our first exposure to Kurt Angle. Yeah, um, it was interesting. So I've seen like some pictures of him mm-hmm. because he doesn't wrestle anymore no. now, I don't think, but... Um, I'm starting to learn the name. It took me forever to put that name with his face. I don't know why the name Kurt Angle in my mind just does not stick. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you, I didn't research this and maybe I should, but, um, I know that he, at the time he entered the WWE, he was the gold medalist for the U S right? Yeah. I mean, he, he won the Olympic gold for the U S in uh, wrestling. So kind of the, he's probably the most outside of maybe Brock Lesnar. They're kind of one A one B most legitimate professional athletes that became wrestlers in the WWE. That seems simultaneously like a really big get for the WWE, mm-hmm. and also I have to wonder why is that the case? If why is he the only gold medalist that's that's been there, at least to my knowledge. Well, uh, Kurt has like a very specific combination of talents, I would say. Not only is he a great wrestler, but as we'll see, and you can even see at this very early point, he's very good on the microphone. He's very entertaining. Mm. He knows how to play the crowd. Maybe just a personality thing. He's an he's an entertainer. Yeah. He's okay. a born entertainer. Okay. Like, I mean, you even have Brock. Brock had to come in and have Paul Heyman do a lot of his talking for him because yeah. he, it takes some time to kind of get that. But it seems like Kurt was just like a natural. Hmm, okay. I didn't really think about it that way. I was just wondering how he came to be the only kind of big, big professional guy, but makes sense. Yeah. And he's kind of, I mean, one of the, just the best all around wrestlers because he puts, he's technically the, one of the best in the ring. Mm-hmm. And plus, like I was saying, he's, he's so entertaining to watch. Yeah. It just kind of makes him the full package. So I noticed one of his, uh, one of the jokes that he's playing on as he starts on the mic 
is that he very clearly has a funny looking hairpiece on <laughs> <laughs> under like a wrestling um ear protector maybe whatever that thing is yeah, yeah some kind of ear protector um <laughs> so coming into this being my first smackdown that i'm watching is this a recurring joke did kurt angle do this because he's bald underneath there or shaved he doesn't have hair yeah this was maybe slightly before my time i, I know that in like that he he started in the attitude era he had real hair mm. at that point. Okay. I'm guessing he started to lose it and he, and he shaved shave it. it. Okay. And then it, as he does and as he is so good at doing, he he made that part of his act. Gotcha. Okay. And he wanted people to make fun of him and yeah. like the crowd to pick on him. And he was going to act like he was super self-conscious about it and, and mad. But really, he was getting exactly what he wants. Gotcha. Okay. I also felt... Um, kind of taken aback. I know I've made the comparison before with Chad Gable, um, who is a present day wrestler and mm-hmm. also some kind of, I don't know if he was in the Olympics, but he was some kind of professional yeah. or really good, you know, actual, actual wrestler. Um, man, they look alike. I don't know if it's their, their stature, their body type or, or. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I think a lot of people make that comparison. Yeah. I think there are, are a lot of similarities there. Yeah. Other than Chad Gable's a little bit shorter, a good bit shorter, actually. Something in the but, face. Like, if you told me, like, yeah. I know a lot of wrestlers have kind of family trees. If you were like, yeah, the, yeah, he's like his uncle, I'd be like, oh, damn, I, I really see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, cut from the same cloth for sure. Yeah. So Angle throws, eventually throws off his uh, funny-looking hairpiece, and <laughs> he lays down an open challenge to anyone in the locker room that he's never faced before to come out and face him in a match. Mm-hmm. And who comes out? <laughs> before this grand entrance, which I definitely want to dissect, could not pay attention whatsoever to his announcement and his mic skills because all I could pay attention to was the funny posters that were <laughs> being held up behind Kurt Angle. My two favorites being um, Olympic cue ball <laughs> <laughs> and bald eagle was I was just they the posters are great. It makes me want to make a poster for our next. Did you, match. did you notice that they chant "You suck" whenever he comes out? You have to. You didn't. No, when Kurt Angle okay. came out. Yeah, so that's kind of a thing. It's like whenever. Uh, in in the spaces in his theme song, the crowd chants, you suck. Huh. So not yeah. a crowd favorite. Uh, it, it's a love to hate kind of thing. Okay. It's like they just, it's, uh, it's kind of like Dominic nowadays. Uh, almost. Okay. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's just, just it. so fun to <laughs> mess with him. <laughs> gotcha. That you can't help but do it. Okay. All right. Especially cause like, like I said, he just plays into it so much. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Do you think that him being more hateable maybe played very well for his opponent that's coming out? Which is, dun dun dun, the first appearance of the one and only John Cena. John Cena. Big time. Obviously not at this point, but. But he looked good. Yeah. I mean, they have their match. Um, I think he looks really great in the ring. He, I mean, it's no secret. Everyone from the commentators to even after the match is is really giving him his due respect because not only does he come out and say, uh, you know, I've got that ruthless reg- or whatever. Kurt asks him something and he mm-hmm. says ruthless aggression mm-hmm. and then smacks him in the face <laughs> pretty hard. Um He's great in the ring. Yeah. He, he looks uh, like a, not that much worse than J- the John Cena we know. Yeah. Just he without looks the signatures. Super cut. Something about, he has a mil- what I would call a military head. I don't know why. Maybe it's box shaped. Um, I did think it was interesting to see him, you know, all I've ever known of John Cena in present day. And then when it shows, when like the show has flashbacks, <clears throat> um, you see him like in his jorts. He's really long, shorts, very casual. So this being his first appearance where he's actually wearing um, shorts Trunks, and in yeah. like wrestling gear, I was like, oh, hold up now. Now this is a different look. Now I'm not used to seeing this professional, almost more 
you know, re- ready to throw down look. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to get into too much because I know we're going to see Cena's journey mm-hmm. and a lot of these guys' journeys as we watch. But I think he, his look is the one thing that's obviously different from the Cena we know. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's He's a little bit what I would call like middle of the road, which is what a lot of, I think, more casual wrestlers wear present and past kind of a plain boxer brief it's type. generic very he, generic it comes out to the smackdown theme song yeah he's very in i'll uh, peel back the curtain a little bit because mm-hmm. i've watched some documentaries around this mm-hmm. cena says i don't think he knew until the day of that he was going to do this even <laughs> like they kind of came back there and told him like hey kurt's gonna challenge somebody and it's you you're going to go out there. I was like, okay, sure. So I don't think this was like a super well-planned out thing. It was just like, let's throw this kid out there and see how he does. I I find that so fascinating with wrestling. Like you can have an Olympic gold medal wrestler, literally the best ever in the world, opposing some nobody. You'd never, Mm -hmm. he doesn't even know he's showing up. I feel like there's such a big difference with that. And like, let's say the NBA where like, if there is a, a rookie up and coming, you know about him. Like he is the top dog, you know, all the rookies coming in, you know how they've played in the past. You Most have predictions. Time. Yeah, It's, it's very different. It's like, who's this guy? And then I, I guess anybody can make a name for themselves. I would think. Yeah. It's all about opportunities. Do you get the opportunity? And then what do you do with it? A little bit of luck, a little bit of skill. So I want to get to the next part because we've got, uh, we're still on Cena, mm-hmm. but he's backstage. He's getting his props from, uh, well, I'll say first before he, he leaves the ring, he tries to shake Kurt's hand. Kurt has wants nothing to do with that. He's not showing any respect. Now, did John win? Sorry, uh, Kurt. Kurt Angle won. won. Okay, I thought so. But, but John... it, it was a big back and forth match. It, it could have oh, went yeah. either way. Cena was clotheslining the heck out of him. Like, yep. holy crap, Lots he came out counts. swinging. Yeah. That was big. So, yeah, Angle wins. Cena goes for the handshake. Kurt doesn't want anything about it. Mm-hmm. Backstage, though, he, he does get some respect from some veterans. Mm-hmm. Some uh, We got Rikishi back there. Uh, the Undertaker walks up <laughs> and puts out his hand. You know, we got the baddest man on the planet here, the undisputed <laughs> champ. And, uh, yeah, Cena shakes his hand. And uh, I wanted to point this out because also... Um, I don't remember the exact words that Cena said about this moment, but I know that he has a lot of regrets about how he handled this Mm. because I I think he came out really strong with like slapping angle in the face, Mm -hmm. but then he just goes around like a a goody two shoes and starts shaking (laughs) everybody's hand. Yeah. And it's like the, where you've got the, you've got the in ring stuff down, but there's nothing really interesting about you at this point. Right, right, yeah. Whereas if he'd maybe like snubbed The Undertaker or something, well then now you're going to want to know right. what hap- what's going right. to happen to this kid next week. But he was, co- John Cena was coming up from the, also from the Ohio Valley area wrestling, right? Or o- OVF, o- whatever. OVW. OVW, yeah. yeah. The uh, developmental league. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess what I'm sensing as a pattern and I'm sure will develop is seems like those guys are coming out really strong with the technique. Like they're strong as heck. You got him, you got Batista, which is coming up. You got um, Brock Lesnar, super big and strong, but not a whole lot that's captivating. So um, seems like that, you know, there's a big divergence when it comes to that skill and personality. Yep. They're all super young and trying to figure out, I mean, that's a, pattern we're going to see is these guys all have the talent but you kind of have to find your particular niche like what are you what's interesting about you yeah and how do you how do you make the fans like you because that's really hard yeah also can we just observe my boy undertaker is wearing the thickest bandana on that forehead i have ever seen in my life if you keep dissing the undertaker (laughs) we're gonna have a problem (laughs) I was, you know, you're, (laughs) 
You're used to seeing the like folded bandana that goes across. It was a different time, man. Man, he's got that whole thing around his forehead. Them I eyebrows barely cool. breathing. It's timeless. It's a timeless look. Timeless, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, oh. next we have a uh, tag team championship match. Mm-hmm. We've got Billy and Chuck accompanied by Rico. These are the tag team champs versus mm-hmm. the Big Volbowski and Hardcore Holly, which uh, I don't know for sure, but it strikes me as a kind of a last minute <laughs> put together. Don't, they don't really seem like they're a team necessarily. Yeah. yeah, this felt like a throwaway match. I mean, just yeah, I see them in present day too. Just like, you know, we're just trying to get these people fighting, get them over. We don't really care. <laughs> It's a little bit of a filler. It's a filler match. Yeah. There's not really much to say about it. The champs retain and yeah, move on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we've got Jamie Noble and his girlfriend Nidia backstage Ugh. in a super weird, uh, weird backstage thing. Weird. Accompanied by Tajiri, Jamie Noble. First time we're seeing him. He's kind of a white trash I mean, straight up white trash. Yeah, guy. that's his character. Yeah, he's a redneck. He's got the accent. He's yeah got a lot of rednecky things about him. Yeah, he's no Hardy, that's for sure. No Jeff Hardy. No. No. Yeah, he's he's. I feel like Jeff Hardy is what um, country people are or want to be, and this other guy is like what people perceive country people to be. Yeah, it's definitely a stereotype character, yeah. but yeah. Uh, also, he's the cruiserweight champ, though. Cruiserweight champion. As of King of the Ring, where he beat the Hurricane, he's the new champ. Mm, no comments on that. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is a weird thing where, obviously, Jamie Jamie and Nidia are together. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's talking to, to Jerry and saying, like, you want a taste of this? It's a little cringe. It's a little... It's... It's, I mean... <laughs> I'm noticing that WWE was really wanting to push the boundaries. Very edgy. Very. Took a lot of swings and missed a, a lot. lot of misses. This is probably a miss. This is a big for miss. Me. Big miss. Making you make you just cringe. They share their gum and you're like, Ooh, no, no, yeah, thank you. Tajiri and, and Nidia get a little kiss. It's it's weird. Uncomfortable. Yeah. That's yeah. Moving on, we've got <laughs> Triple H is out of action, we hear. Um, at King of the Ring, he was injured by The Undertaker. I think he took a chair shot to the elbow. Yeah. And he's, he'll be back next week, yeah. but probably not wrestling. Look like man, right to the old bony prominence there. Probably chipped that little guy off. Ugh. We have Lance Storm versus Mark Henry, the, str- the world's strongest man. Our first exposure to him. And we get a little, well, we get two promos, one for each. Mm-hmm. Landstorm, I think, is a lot less interesting. He's just, See, they've decided to make the Canadians the <laughs> the villains here, which is hilarious. That, that is the funniest thing. I've never seen a Canadian anti-American villain until now. I mean, this is a first for and me. And I thought this was normal growing up. Like, I didn't know <laughs> much about Canada, like, it, you know, it's not really until now that I realized like how dumb this is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very funny. It feels anti-Canadian stereotype, which I, I don't know, maybe is maybe was funny at the time, uh, but now looking back, it's like okay, so they're a bunch of mild-mannered young Canadian men who are like, oh, those Americans. <laughs> that's their that's their stance. So hey. The anti-American league. We'll see more from that from his little click. Yeah. We've also got Mark Henry. We see him lifting. I don't know if it's the world's heaviest, but one of the mm-hmm. heaviest dumbbells mm-hmm. at the time, and it's got this big, thick, like <laughs> how how it's many like inch, two inches or something? Yeah, two inch like handle really or something. Thick. It's so he lifts that that thing is in some conference room or something. It's kind of a weird. I get they, they really but, want you to know that he's the strongest man in the world. But he is. So this is another guy that's got the real chops. He won the the strongman competition mm. at one point. So he legitimately had the claim of being the strongest man in the world. Yeah. So explain the win to me then. Because it's the, the win. The, oh, this the match. In, yes. 
Yeah, I thought they really did Mark Henry dirty here. <laughs> like he's supposed to, and he eventually becomes kind of a monster. Huh? Uh, but they just they don't really treat him like that at this point. Yeah. I mean, he he has some monstrous moves. He throws Lance Storm from the mat from the ground over the top rope into the ring at one point. Hmm. Uh, so he's he's definitely a monster. But then Lance Storm gives him a super kick and then pins him. Yeah, it just felt a little messy. Maybe um, it wasn't very tight. And I think sometimes that happens. Maybe in potentially in Mark Henry's. Um, Example where he's he may not be the most technical wrestler or the most trained, but yet he's really strong. So the match ends up feeling disjointed a little bit. I mean, I remember Lance Storm, and he he was around for a little while, but like I just can't imagine what they were thinking, <laughs> putting him over Mark Henry. You've got the world's strongest man. What yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, it didn't. They he did not sell that well at all. That was. Yeah, not a good match. Moving on, we've got Undertaker. I'm a big Undertaker fan, but he he spends a lot of time talking about nothing. Um, (laughs) Basically, this whole thing is a promo for The Rock is is returning next week. He says, set your VCRs. (laughs) Yes, we hear this over and over again in this episode. We're not even uh, at DVDs yet. We're still at VCRs. But they really want you to know The Rock is coming back. I think The Rock is going to grace us with his presence next week. We have Undertaker reminding you. We have uh, actual promos that are shot that have him. We have the commentators reminding you that The Rock is coming back. Does it remind you of someone in the current day, perhaps? (laughs) I could. Well, yeah. I mean, he's related to Roman Reigns. Uh, Yeah. Sort of. They share a family tree. It's complicated. They're they're family friends. They're not technically related, but they are part of the same quote unquote family. They're not really related, but they're Okay. Well But they're from the same place. Roman Reigns is for sure taking a, a page out of the old Rock's book of being Yep. Um But what is Roman doing? He's not he's not in any movies or anything. You know, is he's, he? He's probably just Seth? living his life. Seth is in more movies than Roman right now. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to look on the IMDB. I've never seen Roman in a movie. He may. I don't know. I'm sure, like, he can't just go from zero to 100. He probably has to. Maybe he's just going straight to the beach. Like <laughs> He's just he gets... chilling, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't I can't blame him, hey. He's just chilling on Miami. He's like, I'm, like, I'm good. I don't need to be the rock. I'm just going to yeah. be me. He's basically, yeah, he's the present day semi-retired champion that's supposed to be top of the top that shows up on a part-time as as wanted schedule but and believe it or not you know we look back on the rock fondly now but this is kind of the beginning of the the popular opinion sort of turning against the rock a little bit yeah almost in a like we love you so much where we hate you because you keep leaving us yeah well i could see it for sure i feel that way about roman reigns and i don't even really love roman reigns but if we got him on a consistent basis it would be incredible Uh, yeah but, I mean, on a personal level, I get it. Sure. I mean, you can't do two things at once, but it's also hard to watch, you know, a show or a an entertainment company, you know, cling to their for their life to this character who isn't really here a lot. So you hear about them a lot, and, and oh, there's so much excitement about this character, but they're just not here. So it's like, what? why, why do you keep talking about them? <laughs> they're not here. <laughs> So Kurt Angle interrupts The Undertaker. Yeah. Talking about all this. Uh, he says he beat The Undertaker last week, which we didn't see. It was the episode before we started, but mm. um, apparently he pinned The Undertaker. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know if there was any shenan- shenanigans around that, but there were, it wasn't for the title or anything. Mm. Um, but anyway, he, he wants he challenges The Undertaker to a title match next week. Undertaker teases him a little bit about, well, he wants to do the match tonight, but then Kurt's like, oh, I don't know if you saw, I just did a little tune-up match. <laughs> tune-up. And he's like, tune-up match? Yeah. You almost got beat by a rookie. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. That was pretty good. 
I mean, he did. Angle got the crap beat out of him. So yeah, that was pretty funny. I I, I love, I love. Um, what, what do you call these shots? Promos? What are these called? Cameos? Yeah, the promo. Promo. Um, I love when they talk. Like they're very self-aware in this. I think it adds to the show, as opposed to feeling like you're flashing forward and backwards a lot. It, I like having kind of a continuous shot where they're. I guess commentating on what just happened if it, it makes me like the characters more the wrestlers yeah. more so point for Undertaker and Angle in this one it, it is it was funny. pretty funny yeah Kurt asked to to hold the the championship belt mm-hmm. for a minute and Undertaker lets him mm-hmm. says that's the closest you're ever going to get to having <laughs> this and then Kurt puts him in a very sneaky angle lock for a second and then runs out just to make a little statement <laughs> He's a little wily boy. So we've got a match set for next Friday. Yeah, that'll be and a good one. Yep. Kurt Angle versus The Undertaker for the title this time. Yeah. That'll be good. We've got... We'll briefly touch the Divas Undressed <laughs> stuff. I made no notes. For, I just for, left an empty line. Yeah, I just made a note of it. But it happens several times throughout the show. Yeah. We've got Tori Wilson. We've got Stacey Keebler. Oh, wait. No, I did make a note of that. Yeah. They come out several times oh, throughout yeah. the show. I did that when they actually come out. This yep. is just like a little sneak peek. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, like the the next day, they're doing like this undressed show on television. <laughs> I, I don't know. Never watched it. Yeah. Uh, maybe it made more sense um, at the time or... You know, the audience was maybe more aware of what was going on. But going back, this I do think this is the hardest thing to watch because, at least for me, I mean, take away the fact that they're, you know, dressed like they're doing lingerie modeling and, you know, whatever. They're clear, they have an agenda there. But um, for me, trying to watch the, the show and make sense of it all, it's just so disjointed. You don't really under because they're not really wrestling. They're just in bras and panties, and you're. I, I'm like, yeah. who who are these people? <laughs> uh, so you know, maybe I'll figure it out more as time goes on. But yeah, they were trying to hook in a very specific audience <laughs> of teenage boys, yeah, and young sure. boys, and it it worked <laughs> for sure. It worked. <laughs> I'm here. You're a success story. <laughs> yeah. All right. Up next, we've got Test versus Rikishi. Mm-hmm. He's a big boy, too. I think Test is an appropriate name for him. <laughs> yeah, so he's part of the anti-American Canadians. <laughs> and uh, he just apparently came off of a pretty impressive performance against Brock Lesnar in King of the Ring. Yeah, now that that would be interesting to go back and see. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think we have, or I have seen that. But I'm assuming it would be good because... They're both really big boys. And Rikishi, for those who don't know, is Daddy Uso. Daddy Uso. <laughs> <laughs> uh, father to Jimmy and Jay Uso of the modern day and Solo Sokoa. So I, I may, should probably know this, but maybe probably don't. Are Jimmy and Jay and Solo brothers? Yeah. Huh. But now Jimmy and Jay are twins or they're just brothers? Yes. Twins. Happy dag. Okay. Yeah, they've covered this pretty <laughs> openly. If pretty you openly. if you would watch all of the bloodline stuff, you'd know that. But I mean, they don't give a family lesson every time. But you know, I mean, it's. I knew that they were all related. I guess I didn't know they were legit brothers. I thought they maybe they were cousins or something. <laughs> anyway, but they Jimmy, definitely they look a lot like Rikishi for sure. A lot Jimmy like their and father. They look like almost identical though. That's weird. And Solo, I don't think, looks identical to them. Well, Jimmy and Jay are twins. We've been over this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, my God. I don't know how genetics works. (laughs) Solo is their brother, but not another twin. (laughs) Okay, I got you. (laughs) Speaking of the Usos, uh, we see Rikishi give Tess a super kick. Yeah. No, I thought Tess gave the super kick. No, Rikishi gives the super kick. It was Rikishi. Mm-hmm. There's a Which lot of is super a, kicks in this show. Yep. 
Which is a big move of uh, pretty pretty much a signature move of the Usos. So yeah. Little callback to their father there. So I wonder wonder if that's a familial thing. You know, since they're related, they're brothers. If you no. <laughs> <laughs> we have the uh, test beefing with the ref throughout this match. They're just not getting along. Yeah, I, that seems to be. Man, they really have carried these same characteristics um, through the family lines since yeah. they're all related with the whole ref issues, people getting involved. Well, this is Tess beefing with the ref, not Rikishi. Okay, well, it's a common theme. That's all I'm saying. But Rikishi does push Tef, Tess into the ref mm. and results in a disqualification against Tess. Yes. So, ref shenanigans. Ref <laughs> shenanigans, yes. Oh, but we do get a stink face after the bell. <laughs> this is so bizarre to me, and I think it's similar to the Usos thing, too, where I just, I don't quite understand them. You have this man, Rikishi, who is um, culturally American Samoan, but presenting as or dressing as a sumo wrestler, which I thought was a Japanese thing culturally, but I don't, maybe it is American Samoan. Who has a, a special move of putting his butt in their face. <laughs> he's a he's a big bag of tricks. Yeah, he's huh? unique. Yeah, for that, sure. That may may have been why he caught on. Yeah, sticking your butt in somebody's face, that might be... That'll get you noticed for sure. He's a good blend between almost like a comedy character, but he takes himself seriously. <laughs> and he is a legitimate um, threat. Yeah. He's a big boy. Uh, Christian and Landstorm attempt to help. So Christian is the only guy we haven't seen out of the Canadian brotherhood. Mm. And uh, they attempt to help, but Rikishi's a little too much. So they dip <laughs> out. Mm. They're weak, those Canadians. We've got Hogan and Vince backstage. Really, this is just for uh, Vince to rub in hogan's face that he tapped out to the angle lock at mm -hmm. king of the ring mm -hmm. very conveniently positioned between a nice um gratuitous picture of a woman <laughs> stacy keebler nice yes. uh, poster on the wall um i wanted to point out something that really struck me i don't know why maybe i just never noticed it i don't know i have never seen hulk hogan with his mustache and a dark beard in between I yeah that was kind of i think he started doing that when he went to wcw and did the nwo stuff okay so yeah i mean we'll get to this a little bit with his match but they seem to present him a little bit differently than like hulkamania hogan oh yeah yeah he's got a little bit of of that nwo hollywood hulk hogan is what they call him. Mm -hmm. uh, he's still got some of that in him. He's kind of a kind of a hybrid. Yeah, I read um, because so another reason why I read is because when I saw him, I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit. We'll get there, but when he was wrestling, I thought, I thought surely this guy is is ending his career. I mean, I thought he was like a, a way old wrestler. Um, and I, anyways, relevant portion of that is that I read that he, um, when he eventually came back to WWE after he, I guess, you know, m did all of his moves, um, was that, yeah, he became like the anti-hero guy with his Hollywood Hogan thing. So it makes sense that they're maybe painting him as a mm -hmm. more negative character. But, uh, yeah, that, their talk doesn't last long. It seems like it's just a way to kind of set up his upcoming match. Yep. The main event coming up, Hogan versus Jericho. Mm-hmm. But first, a word from our sponsors. Just kidding. We don't have any. <laughs> the the, the non-friendly Canadians, because I think that's who talk next. Yes, we got the, I mean, the Canadians talking also uh, nothing of substance. Yeah. They're just, America sucks. Yeah, America sucks. That is that is definitely their message for this match. <laughs> next up, we got the cruiserweight champion, Jamie Noble. Accompanied by Nydia and t teaming up with Tajiri to take on Billy Kidman and the Hurricane, who mm -hmm. is 
the now former cruiserweight champion. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a pretty fun match. This was the flippy cruiserweight kind of match. Lots of interesting moves. Billy Kidman really stuck out to me. I don't know maybe how long he sticks around or or if he does, but uh, of the four, he... He was the most like, oh, okay, this guy's got some moves. He's he's moving in the ring well. It's, it's yeah, good. I agree. I was really impressed with him as well. And unfortunately, I don't remember where he goes. Yeah. I don't think he, obviously, uh, compared to some of your other young talent from this era, I don't think he kind of, he quite lives up to it. But yeah, uh, he puts on a great match and, and wins via a superstar press, the little... Uh, forward moving backflip off the top rope mm-hmm. yep those are always they always make you go <gasps> that's like the hard yeah it's one of the most yeah. dangerous moves yeah for sure it's and he what, pulled it off in the midair you're like i don't know if that was the yeah. best choice <laughs> but then they land it and you're like <laughs> but yeah i uh was really impressed with billy kidman and i'm still interested in seeing where he goes yeah. even though i know he's not going to be a superstar certainly the shining star of this match between uh, mm-hmm. Jamie Noble and Nydia and Tajiri, which we've already talked about as being <laughs> uncomfortable cringe. Um, and then his partner, the Hurricane, seemed to be a superhero wannabe. Not really sure. <laughs> the Hurricane's cool. Okay. But we'll see more we'll, of him we'll later. We'll see. We'll see. We need to develop that character a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And I did like Tajiri had a, uh, I forgot about the tarantula. Oh. I don't know if you saw that one. It's a move where he he's like he's tangled around the his opponent over like the ropes, mm. kind of in this weird tangle, and it and it's an, an illegal move. Mm. I just thought that was interesting. He's also a mist spitter kind of guy. He's got <laughs> yeah. the green mist. So okay, okay. He's got some illegal stuff in his bag of tricks. Is mist spitting illegal? Yeah. Well, now hold up, mm-hmm. but that's just how Oscar won. Yeah, but it's always when the ref isn't looking. Oh. Okay. It's not legal. Okay, well, good to know. I always think it's a cop-out. Yeah. Like, get that out of here. It's a, it's a bit showy. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Jericho interviewing backstage. We see a flashback to... I don't know if when this was actually, but we see him beat down Edge. It was either the previous week or maybe been further back actually. Was it Edge or Triple H? It was Edge. It was Edge. Oh. He he did he had a beat down on Edge and then Edge went out with injury for a while. Jericho beating the crap out of everybody on this episode. I mean, flashing back to it, you know. For yep, and yeah, he threatens to do the same thing to Hogan, which we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see whether whether he lives up to that or yeah. not. That's kind of the shining match of this episode. We've got a Rey Mysterio debut teaser again. Okay. Now, here's my question. This is the second time that we're seeing this similar. They showed it on Monday Raw. Mm-hmm. Now they're showing it again. You see basically a flash of Rey Mysterio's masks, his, his signature thing. Uh, then you see a compilation of his wrestling, it looks like. And then it says he is coming. Mm-hmm. Is this a comeback or is this WCW is where he made his name and where a lot of that, those shots come from. Gotcha. He's never been in W. I don't think he's ever been in WWE. Okay. At, this point. at okay. least not as far as I know and not as like a star. So he's not really a big name right now. I think he's a relative, like, I, I know he made a name for himself in WCW. Okay. All right. Uh, so they're just hyping him up. I think this whole cruiserweight division yeah. was kind of pioneered in WCW mm. from what I... The flippies and from the what jumpies. I've gathered. Okay. With, like, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio and those types of people, I think a lot of those started in WCW. Gotcha. So they kind okay. of... They're kind of merging. Revolutionized that area. Okay. Just want to throw it back before we get to the next interesting match. I would hate, I would be remiss if we did not mention the um, parade of lingerie women, Tori Wilson and Stacy Kibler. Kibler. Keep Kibler. Oh, forgive me. What's worse, kibble or kibble? <laughs> Kibler. 
But isn't it spelled Hall with an Famer. I? Uh, K-E-I-B-L-E-R, oh. I think. Oh, I misspelled it. Okay. Hall of Famer Stacy Keebler just inducted this year. It makes you wonder what the Hall of Fame is really about. You know, I I remember Stacy Keebler fondly, not just for <laughs> I'm these. Sure, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but more than like a Tori Wilson or you know, obviously yeah. just eye candy. Yeah. I think she, from what I remember, like. My perception of her is legitimate. Okay. I think, but we'll see where it goes. I, look I could be wrong. To watching about that. her grow and yeah. evolve. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much uh, a, what felt to be a little pointless. They come out in their lingerie suits. Dawn Marie comes out and says she's better than those two. One smacks the other. They go backstage. <laughs> a nice little intermission, probably a bathroom break for most um, viewers in the audience, and then we're back to business. Yep. Yeah. I didn't even write that one down. Yeah. So. It, I, you know, I just would hate to miss it. Yeah, mm. you know. But now this next one, we got some big names. We got Devon out here with teaming up with Batista. Uh, this is not his debut, but it is, I believe it's his in-ring debut. Yeah. So he's been walking around in like a suit with a little collection box. Mm. Um, Batista has or the yeah, guy? Batista, with... Batista has. Huh. Up to this point, he's just been kind of a side character. Mm. Okay, okay. Now he's coming out as himself. So huh? now he's, yep, yeah, he's he's in the ring, ready to fight Farouk and Randy Orton. Another OVW graduate. Two big names, which is kind of surprising to me that they're being introduced together. I mean, I guess, of course, you know, at that point they didn't know they would end up becoming two big names. But still, um, I guess to have like, you know, relatively newer guys together, these are some big names. Yeah, for whatever reason, these two were tied from the beginning and they'll continue to be linked yeah, maybe as we go forward. Well, maybe that's what they wanted to do then, though. Like come out together if they have like a friendship or something. But well, um, yeah, they're interesting because I mean, Randy Orton is the son of Cowboy Bob Orton, who was a WWE legend. Oh, WWF. I'm not familiar. Yep, I, I can't say he's before my time, but he yeah. is a, a. He was considered like the golden child. Really, he was like oh. the prodigy. Son of Vince of, or I think for everyone oh, he's okay. like son of a wrestler uh, he's oh obvious. you're saying Randy Orton Randy Orton oh, okay 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 so they're two, two totally different because yeah Orton is kind of the he's the son of a wrestler he's got the looks the moves the now all that that's kind of interesting because doesn't he kind of in the future kind of lean into more of a bad boy kind of character totally Okay. Yeah, he's gonna go through he doesn't, a big he, trip. Yeah. I mean at this point he's kind of I wouldn't say he has a reputation one way or the other, but yeah. pretty much his whole career he made his name as a bad guy. Yeah. And with his hair, I mean <laughs> He does have I, hair at this point. The but they both do. <laughs> yeah. Very Batista and Orton. It's it's just you know how you see somebody I guess it's like if you saw somebody with hair for like all of your life or, or that's how you knew them and then all of a sudden one day you see them without it it's just shocking opposite of that all i've ever seen or known of randy orton he's had the shaved head um so seeing him with the thick brown locks was like who is this guy <laughs> yeah he looks- and he was super young too i mean he might not have even been 20 at this point yeah 19 20 21 at the most he looks it with the hair he's very young <laughs> batista is a little older he's like Upper 20s, maybe even 30 by this tall. point. He's tall. He's a tall man. He's a big guy. Rocking a belly button tat. I mean. And he's, a, I mean, uh, respectfully, he was a nobody yeah. too. So like these guys, it's great. It's awesome that they both ended up becoming as big as they became because they're two totally different uh, types of people. Yeah. And Batista, I mean, it was a good match. I felt even for... What kind of seemed like Batista, you know, is a big guy versus a small guy kind of thing because Batista is so tall. 
and you sometimes that can not be the best of matches to watch because somebody has a clear advantage and they're really trying to sell it. But I thought they did a good job, and Batista beat the crap out of him. He was yeah. We had most we had a lot of Randy Orton in the ring for the most part, but then once Batista came in toward the end, he it was just a total monster and. Yeah. Uh, finished off Orton with a spine buster, which eventually became one of his signature moves, but not his. Uh, we didn't. We don't get to the Batista bomb just yet. Okay, I'm excited for that. I know I have the um, the privilege of looking back and you know knowing where Batista is now or what he what he was and what he is now. Looking back, I I do feel like I see the star quality in him a little bit. Um, he may not be necessarily on the mic on this episode or showcasing himself a hundred percent, but he does have, he has a quality. He's not forgettable. Well, buckle up because <laughs> it's a long journey for Batista. It's a slow burn. Yeah. We're going to get to evolution, all that, the kind of the, the template for the bloodline. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to that. Wait, now, who, what bloodline? The bloodline? Today's the bloodline. Uso bloodline? I'm just saying it's a faction. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's one of the biggest factions in WWE history. But, we'll, I mean, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. I didn't know With that. With Orton and Batista, Triple H, and Ric Flair. Interesting. Yes. Okay. All right. It's going to be very interesting when the evolution starts up. Because that that's what makes these guys famous. Uh, okay. Yeah. Basically. Cool. But for now, let's let's move on to our main event. We've got Hulk Hogan versus Chris Jericho, and I wanted to talk about his his intro because it's a little bit different. I'm sure you've heard his kind of classic one, like "I am a real American," you know. Uh huh. Uh -huh. So it's not that one. It's um, it's kind of his Hollywood Hulk Hogan theme. Mm hmm. Which I guess he's kind of used to at this point. I just thought it seemed a little awkward. Like he wanted to, because he's a good guy, but he, he kind of looks like he wants to uh, move along with his normal intro, but he, it's this one instead. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember how it went because okay. I, Didn't pay you know attention. why? Because I was so distracted. This is, this is going to be the episode of Dumb Questions. I've always known the name Hulk Hogan, right? Mm -hmm. You just kind of know it. You don't really question it. Okay. We need to like a little explain like I'm five kind of situation here. So is he, so when he, when he becomes the Hulk or when he hulks out or whatever. Hulk up. He when get, he hulks yeah. up, he gets into Hulkamania. Is he trying to be the comic book Hulk? No, he's himself. Okay. There's no crossovers here. This isn't the multiverse. <laughs> well, which came first, Hulk Hogan or comic book Hulk? Uh, I don't know, but I don't... I mean, maybe that he was influenced. It seems like we're encroaching upon I, copyright infringement. I think you're so wrong. <laughs> that This has nothing to do with that Hulk. Well, that, I had to ask because, you know, when you see him getting all angry, I thought to myself, well, hold on now. That's what the Green Hulk does. Uh, I don't. I don't believe <laughs> no, okay, it. It's okay. got nothing. No. Okay. I need to. I need maybe, to dive into like, that a little bit. Maybe more. at the surface level, but I don't. But I will say, I noticed the crowd just goes absolutely nuts when yeah. he hooks up, which is yeah. pretty cool because if you know the story of Hulk Hogan, like he's goes through Hulkamania in like the eighties, I guess eighties and nineties, uh, kind of tails off a little bit, mm -hmm. and that's when he goes to WCW. And then turns heel for the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at this point, obviously, we're past that. He's back to WWE as a good guy. So to see him like go through that whole kind of roller coaster and, and still be like this popular. Oh, yeah. Pretty he's, wild. Yeah. He's worldwide for sure. He's very popular. But that's why I just I had to ask and if there's any question about his age when, when he takes his head wrap off um, and he's. He's showing that baldness. You're like, the skullet. oh, yeah. The skullet? Skullet. Is that yeah. what he calls it? <laughs> That's what it's called. Oh, okay, yeah. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, the yeah. The skullet yeah. and he's... the handlebar and the tan. Yeah, he's a very unique looking guy. No tattoos, as really? far as I can tell. Yeah, just very tan leathered skin. Yeah. Controversial <laughs> guy. Maybe we'll talk about that one day. That, 
okay so that brings me up to this is going to be the episode of of like you need to, we're only on episode two and I, I still need more context so you got him and these other handful of guys that we've mentioned who went to wcw they kind of i'm guessing split off or said see you later to what was wwf and have come back is that is it acknowledged is that weird like it was like, oh, you were you weren't here, and now you're back. So this isn't like a modern day situation where guys leave for a company and they don't acknowledge them. WWE at this time acquired WCW, mm-hmm. so for all intents and purposes, WCW is WWE. Mm, okay, you say so, like no bad blood or anything like that. No, in fact, it's the opposite. They used like the NWO. That was a completely a WCW creation. Okay. Right. So that like it's completely integrated. I mean, say what you want about Vince, but like he, as long as it's good for business, he, he has <laughs> he holds no grudges. Yeah, and we'll see that in the coming weeks. Okay. Spo- spoiler alert: we see some familiar faces from other companies. Okay. Right. Hogan versus Jericho. Uh, he, I mean, we go back and forth here, but eventually. Jericho has enough, grabs a chair, a steel chair, and then uh, gets himself disqualified. Yeah, that seems to be a common occurrence with Jericho. He, he's a chair guy. Yep, and he's he's uh, trying to do the same thing to Hogan that he did to Edge. Mm. He uh, hits him with the chair a couple times. He's got him outside the ring on the steel steps, about to hammer him with the chair. And suddenly, Jericho's theme comes on mm-hmm. and uh, a guy a long-haired guy comes out <laughs> and is d- doing the jericho thing uh-huh. and it's edge edge is back oh, edge man what a long runner of a wrestler i mean still still around still showing up and putting some moves in modern day and now we here we are 21 jericho is 21 too, years ago just oh, for he? a different company oh well, i'm not familiar sorry yeah. you, you're talking to a wwe girl here yep um, love the long hair on Edge. Such a cool look. I'm I'm always a fan of the really long hair. Obviously, Rollins is my favorite that has the really long hair, but really looks good on Edge. Also, the first time that I'm that I'm really seeing and understanding what skinning the cat means. Um, in this what? match, yeah. So I'm I'm glad you asked. I have no idea. Okay, what you're talking about? I heard it during the match, and I was like, "What in the world are they talking about?" I, my understanding in my research is that it's when, um, like a wrestler gets knocked out, but they're still holding on to the top rope and they like pull themselves back up and into the ring. Apparently hmm. that's called skinning the cat. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I heard I it, had no idea. I had a commentator say like, Jer- Oh, we got Jericho skinning the cat. And I was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. What? <laughs> I didn't get <guess> that. <laughs> but, um, so, but it was my first time kind of looking into what that means. So, Hopefully, I'll see it and I'll hear it in the future and be like, oh, I know what that move is. Skinning the cat. <laughs> yeah. But um, never would have thought I would see Edge and Hulk Hogan <laughs> teaming up. But I guess a common enemy makes yep. you the best of friends. Yep. Well, first of all, I have to say it was really weird. I don't know why Edge had to come out to Jericho's theme. <laughs> I don't know if there's some missing context here. but Well, they said they were like, oh my gosh, Edge is back. And... I was thinking, back from where? Is he also another? Did he go to WCW? No. No. Uh, Jer- Jericho beat him down. We talked about this earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't... <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long day. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when that was, like the beat down, but he's been out for some period of time. Oh, okay. Because Jericho beat him down. We got all these people down. coming back, yep. so... That's yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Some everybody's on departures the and returns. And some people just disappear and you never hear about them again. (laughs) But hey, that's what makes it fun, yeah? Uh, Yeah. And then Edge, like you said, Edge uh, takes out Jericho and then Edge and Hogan have their moment in the ring. Yeah. It was an odd note to end on, but not odd bad. Just like, oh, okay. Well, that's good good for them. (laughs) Um, Potential alliance. Yeah, that's a weird one, huh? Edge yeah. and Hulk Hogan? Uh, I don't know. Never never would have seen that coming. But 
stranger things have happened, I guess. You you got gold dust, gold or gold book, gold, gold dust. book dust, oh, book dust, book dust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah lots of. Uh, I mean, that's the cool thing about wrestling is you get all these weird teams yeah. you never thought you would see. Yeah, it's like a deck of cards, and you shuffle them and lay them out, and they're never the same. And you're trying to, you're following along, you're watching the duffel, the shuffle, <laughs> the deck be shuffled, and you're wondering, man, how are these cards going to be laid out? And sometimes it really takes you by surprise. Sometimes they take a card, throw it away. You'll never see it again. <laughs> they always keep you guessing. Yeah, for sure. So I guess next up we've got... Uh, Monday Night Raw, coming back. Yeah, thus ends SmackDown. Next, we'll probably yeah, we'll be back with uh, the next Raw. Yeah. For now, we're taking it by the each show. I mean, there's a lot yeah. going on. I, we kind of originally wanted to do just the pay per views, but there's so much. You'd miss so much, and you for pay per views, you just don't get the background right on what's happening. So I don't think. I just don't think that'd be very interesting. So yeah. for now, we're going to take it show by show. If it gets to a point where maybe it feels like we can skip some, maybe we will. But yeah, if it's if there's a, if there's more filler than there is new yeah. content and whatnots, maybe. But um, for right now, I'm enjoying the episode by episode. I think there's so much new to me at this point that mm -hmm. there's just I'm like, whoa, what's going on? There's a lot happening at the front end of this era. Yeah. Yeah, but if you have Peacock, you should watch along, yep. maybe pre or even post watching us and see what you think. Let us know if we've hit any common points or if you completely disagree. That's okay. We can have opinions. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Catch you on the raw. Until then, see you.